Welcome back to Unedited. Okay, so last week I recommended the movie The Public Enemies, which is a 1931 movie starring James Cagney. And why I recommended it is because it has one of the best endings to any movie of all time, in my opinion. Um, but probably what a lot of people know the movie for is actually a scene around the middle part of the movie in which James Cagney uh, squeezes a grapefruit into the face of the actress uh, May Clark. Uh, it was kind of seen as a little bit of a controversial and a bit violent, uh, maybe a bit too realistic of a scene, but um, probably that's what most people know the movie for. You've probably seen an image in a book somewhere at some point. So last week I recommended the movie The Public Enemy, a movie made in 1931 and it stars James Cagney. The movie is kind of a gangster movie, um, you could say pre-noir. Pre uh, probably most people who haven't even seen the movie would probably be be familiar with one particular scene in which James Cagney squeezes grapefruits into the face of the actress May Clark. Uh, it's kind of a controversial scene at the time because this was 1931 and it was kind of seen as very violent and ultra-realistic. It, probably it's an image you've seen in film books or on TV, um, but the scene that kind of captured my attention most was the ending. Uh, like I said last week, I thought it's it's one of the best endings ever. Um, at the end of the movie, the spoilers, the main character is kidnapped by a rival gang. Uh, his family are very worried, but they get a phone call at the end telling him that he's being released and they're sending their son home. So I think it's his brother who takes the phone call uh, he's very excited and he tells his mother, oh, they're sending Tom home. So the mother, all excited, goes up to Tom's bedroom to clean it up and prepare for Tom coming home. Uh, there's a knock at the door. The brother answers and Tom is standing in the doorway, but he's dead. So his body falls forward, collapses to the ground, completely dead. His mother is up in the room, cleaning the room. She's like, la, 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 so happy that he's coming back home. She doesn't know what's happened. That's the end of the movie. And I thought it's a really, wow, it was just sh completely shocking ending. You completely didn't expect it. Uh, I guess we're conditioned to think uh, he will survive <laughs> in these movies. The main character is going to last to the end, but uh, no, he's dead. And that's the end. We don't know what happens. We never see the mother's reaction. We just see her happiness that her son is coming home, but her son is lying dead on the floor. And that's it. Um, I really enjoyed that movie. I think James Cagney is a fantastic actor. So next movie I'm going to recommend is called Breathless. It's a 1983 movie starring Richard Gere and 
it's actually a remake of the French movie of the same name. Uh, this movie was actually recommended by Marc Commode on his film club uh, maybe about 10 years ago or so. So I had no idea about the movie at all until I watched it. Uh, but it's a great movie. You should check it out. So that's my recommendation for this week. So what have I been watching in the past week since I last talked to you? Uh, I've watched The Seed of Chucky. Um, it's okay movie. Uh, production quality does feel a little bit cheaper than the original three movies. Um, but it's a bit more of a comedy, a little bit, a little bit of slapstick, I think. Um, yeah, if you like Chucky movies, it's it's an okay watch. Uh, I watched the X Files movie. Um, it was actually my first time to watch the X Files movie. Uh, I never watched it in the theater. I never watched it on TV when it came out. Um, it, it's it's an okay movie also. Um, I think it feels like an extended TV episode of the X-Files to me. Uh, it doesn't really add anything to the mythology. I don't think it really goes anywhere because it was set between two seasons of the show. So there's not really any finality to the story. That's why it feels a lot more like an extended episode to me. Uh, I like the opening of the movie with the, the bomb plot. Um, that was pretty interesting and exciting. Uh, I think the relationship between Mulder and Scully is probably what a lot of people tune in to watch. Um, I think that's the more interesting part of the movie compared to the rest of the plot, which is, uh, like the series, is kind of confusing and unsatisfying because it doesn't really have any resolution. That was always my big problem with the X-Files. Uh, I really loved it in the beginning, but as it went on, I felt like uh, it's not giving me an, an ending or a final answer on any of the mysteries it brings up. It kind of builds to a mystery and then it pulls back the curtain and, oh, here's another mystery. Or like even in the, the recent seasons, it's kind of, it likes to backstep on its own mythology. It's like it doesn't know what else to do except aliens and some standalone stories, but I never felt it could move beyond what it, it was actually about. It, it never evolved into a different type of show or a, a new story or new plot line for the season. It always kind of came back to the same thing, but never resolving the same thing. Uh, other movie I watched was Cop Car. Cop Car is a pretty fun movie. Uh, I think it's a little bit about childhood, taking you back to your childhood days. Um, but then again, it's it's not really a movie for kids. I think kids would probably get more out of the movie, but it's definitely not a movie for kids. It's, it's definitely a movie for adults to watch. 
because it has some violent themes. Um, but it, it's fun to watch. Um, the other story, uh, other movie I watched was called Straight Story. Uh, I never watched Straight Story before either. It's my first time to watch it. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to catch up on a lot of movies I haven't watched that are on my IMDb list. Uh, this is one of them. Uh, it's by David Lynch. Uh, I've never really gotten into David Lynch movies that much. Um, but I think out of all of his movies, this is probably a good place to start for viewers who are interested in discovering his work because it's probably the most straightforward. I mean, it's, it's a Disney-produced movie. I also watched uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's a 1939 movie starring Charles Lawton. Oh, it's, it's a fantastic movie. It's, it's so, so good. Uh, Moira O'Hara is in it as well, and she's fantastic. Uh, I, I think it's a pretty romantic movie. It gets you in the feels. Uh, I loved it so much. So I definitely recommend that movie. I also watched uh, Jaws at the movie theater. So like I said last week, um, they're not showing any new movies recently. So I decided to watch Jaws on the big screen. And I've seen it before, of course, but uh, yeah, to see it on the big screen is a different experience. Uh, I definitely think it's one of Spielberg's best. Uh, I think a lot of his earlier work has a little bit more, I don't know, I want to say realism or like these days when he makes a movie, it's very much an event movie. It's a movie that you're going to see with the tagline nominated for five Oscars, best direction, best acting, best score. But like when you think about his earlier movies, Jaws or E.T., Indiana Jones, I, I think the movies that made him who he is today, uh, those movies feel a little bit more, uh, not perfect, I think now, he can do anything he wants. And maybe then with effects or budget or some like issues he had as a director at that time, um, maybe he had more confines that he had to work within compared to now. So I, I feel those movies have a hint of realism to them are grittiness compared to the movies now which feel very uh, clean very well made excellent movies of course but they're very epic on scale uh, yeah I, I kind of like his older movies because they feel a little bit smaller and a bit more uh, getting you at the heart uh, I think particularly the acting in Jaws is is really good. Uh, 
Roy Schneider is excellent. Uh, you kind of forget about how good an actor he was in this movie because I think your memory of the movie is just the shark and the music. Uh, I have it. I, have, I usually write down my movies in a notebook so I can just keep a track of what I've watched. Uh, I've been doing that since I think I was a teenager. Um, so, other movies I watched uh, non English speaking movies. Uh, one of them is called Sadako. Uh, probably you know Sadako from the Ring series. Japanese movies um, from 1998 and 1999 and then they were remade as The Ring in America I think in 2002 same story uh, I really like Ring movies in general I think that the first two Japanese movies uh, Ring and Ring 2 not ring and spiral and um, okay so actually uh, when ring came out in 1998 it was released at the same time as the sequel the movies were filmed back to back with two different directors um, because the movie is based on a series of books by Koji Suzuki so uh, the first book is called ring and the second one is called Ozen um, English title is spiral um, everyone went to watch the first movie nobody was interested in watching the second movie uh, it's different directors uh, atmosphere in both movies is completely different even though some of the actors are the same it just feels completely different um, the second movie follows the novel more uh, first movie is more supernatural horror but the second movie is a uh, more like the books so even though there is a horror element to the books it's uh, it's closer to sci-fi or science or maybe i could say real science in a way uh, it's more about the virus itself rather than the ghost uh, so second movie flopped so what they did is they ignored the second movie and one year later they released Ring 2 by the same director Hideo Nakata so he directed Ring and Ring 2 and I think he directed The Ring 2 uh, which was the sequel to The Ring in America okay so you're getting very confused now okay so maybe it's better I, I do it this way uh, let me list the movies from start to now because I, I can't even count how many movies there have been so you have Ring uh, Rosin or English title Spiral there is Ring 2 Ring 0 which is the prequel movie after that you have the Korean remake which is the ring virus and then there's the american remake the ring the ring 2 and then the most recent american movie was rings 
back in Japan, they released Sadako 3D and Sadako 3D 2. Those movies are completely awful. That's, that's so garbage movies, so don't watch them at all. Uh, after those movies was another Japanese movie, Sadako vs. Kayako. Uh, Kayako is from the Juon, or English title, The Grudge Movies. Uh, not Also not great movie. Uh, but it may be interesting to watch one time because it's two Japanese ghosts fighting each other. It can be a little bit fun, but it's not great. After that, we have Sadako. So Sadako was released in 2019, and they brought back Hideo Nakata again to direct the movie. So I would consider this movie a direct sequel to Ring 2. So if we take the continuity of these movies, Ring Ring 2, Ring 0, and now Sadako. So you can kind of ignore everything else, Sadako 3D or Sadako versus Kayako. It has nothing to do with those movies. Uh, this movie, Sadako, it's okay. It feels like a very cheaply made movie. It has that TV production quality feel. Uh, the frame rate is TV frame rate. It's not movie frame rate. So it looks like you're watching TV drama and like looks it makes it look cheaper as well. Acting is not amazing. Uh, story doesn't really go anywhere. I I don't know what he was thinking to do with this story. Uh, it's basically about Sadako coming. I, I don't know how to describe. Sadako is reborn. There's a little girl uh, who survives the fire. Supposedly, she's the reincarnation or embodiment of Sadako. And the story goes back a little bit to the time when Sadako was a child and she was left in a cave by her mother to die. And uh, this was supposedly part of Sadako's anger. Uh, although it seems to detract from the original story is that she was thrown down a well. And that's why she's kind of angry because like uh, people hated her for her powers and she was outcast. And then finally her stepfather tried to kill her and threw her down the well. But now we're having another reason for Sadako to be a vengeful ghost, another reason for her to be angry. Um, again, it doesn't really add anything to the mythology of Sadako or the Ring series. Uh, it kind of concludes in the end uh, the same way 
it's it's disappointing that's that's what I can say about it uh, it doesn't really try to again it's kind of like the X-Files it doesn't try to go beyond this story of Sadako and Sadako hunting people it's just become like an American slasher movie where it's the same ghost or monster or same character returning for each movie to have his revenge upon people and then at the end they defeat it and okay it'll come back in the next movie I think these ring movies have run their course I think it definitely needs to go beyond just Sadako and the, the long hair and the white dress and coming out of the TV it's it's really being done to death at this stage they have to do something different uh, like in the books is what the books did move on from that the, I think it's the third book which is called The Loop um, is set on a, another earth so basically in the books um, Sadako we find out is a computer program so the whole ring world or universe or whatever you want to call it is inside a computer and the virus, the Sadako virus, escapes from the computer and gets into the real world. So uh, one of the main characters in that uh, book has to travel back into the ring world with, with kind of a VR to fight the ring virus or fight, find a cure because the virus has mutated. Uh, it's it's really interesting concept uh, I would have liked to have seen a, a movie like that a movie that did something completely different that evolved the story at least uh, it's a little bit like the Matrix in some ways with the kind of with the VR the computer world and that you can enter and things in the VR are ring world can come out as well to the real world uh, it's interesting uh, I would have liked them to do something like that but it seems in Japan and in America they're just stuck on the same thing same ghost same story um, I don't know how many times can you do it um, the other movie I watched non-English movie was called uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt December Sky uh, it's an animated movie uh, it's based on the original Mobile Suit Gundam series and it's a little bit um, stylish it kind of a little bit uh, some kind of jazz music going on in it and it's about two main characters fighting during the, the war colony war uh, it's mainly their story and they kind of hate each other after their first encounter and uh, they both have their own mecha Gundam or Zaku suits to fight each other and it goes a little bit into their past and uh, 
the relationships um, the, the bases that they're on uh, yeah it's it's interesting really if you like Gundam series I think you enjoy it nothing spectacular but uh, I like that they try to do something creative because again it's a property that's been going on for decades now so it feels fresh at least um, there's a sequel to it as well uh, I haven't watched it yet so I, I might check that out later uh, so that's all the movies I've been watching the past week um, that's it last week I mentioned some movies that were available on streaming devices because uh, people can't go to the cinema recently so lots of movies are coming out on digital uh, I won't talk about that too much this week because it's difficult to keep track of um, but what I noticed was uh, Artemis Fowl is coming to Disney app uh, Artemis Fowl is based on popular series of books uh, interesting that Disney decided to release it on their app maybe some people think uh, they don't have confidence in the movie being a success but again I guess they're hedging their bets other than spending a lot of money on promoting the movie and then not being able to release it uh, I guess they're taking a chance by releasing it on the app instead um, seems a pity just for the fans of the books who maybe were very excited to see the, the movie on the big screen that's unfortunate but uh, the good news is Marvel movies are still going to come out into the cinema um, some dates have been announced in the past week uh, Black Widow has been moved to November um, The Eternals is moved to February 2021 and Shang-Chi has been moved to May 2021 uh, so Shang-Chi was back in original release was I think February 2021 and um, I think was to coincide with the Chinese New Year um, but now it's been moved to a May release date which I think is a pretty big date for any movie released in America so um, they obviously have a lot of confidence in that movie um, to to leave it at that date uh, because after May 2021 the next movie uh, in the Marvel Universe is not until November 2021 which is Doctor Strange so uh, I think Shang-Chi will pretty much own most of that summer being the only Marvel movie to come out at that time so uh, that's it for this week um, I can't think of anything else uh, I've been watching um, been rewatching Star Trek the original series uh, I've made it to season two now um, which is getting more exciting okay I've, even though I've watched all these episodes before uh, I never watched them the remastered versions that are in HD so that's why I wanted to rewatch this series again um, I've been listening to audio adventure of Doctor Who and uh, the time war uh, 
This one is starring Paul McGann. Paul McGann is uh, excellent, eight doctor. Uh, I would have loved to have seen him be uh, the doctor for at least one series of the show. Uh, I'm still hoping in future he gets a special or something like that because he's really fantastic. Um, what I was reading, last thing I read, uh, not books, but I, I do read books as well, but uh, last thing I read in a comic was Batman The Adventure Continues, uh, which is set in the continuity and style of Batman the Animated Series, uh, which you probably are familiar with, Kevin Conroy, who voices Batman, and uh, created by Paul Dini. So this comic is, I think it's set after the New Gotham Adventures, and before, of course, Batman Beyond. Don't know how much it's going to tie into the continuity of beyond um, but it seems like this comic is going to introduce some things that weren't in the animated series um, i've heard talk that jason todd is going to be in it and i don't know how they're going to work that out because they had a uh, tim drake in the animated series and he was kind of uh, a go-between the Jason Todd character and the Tim Drake character and for those of you who've watched uh, the Batman Beyond movie Return of the Joker they kind of have similar fates in a way without spoiling it too much uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they, they deal with Jason Todd and such a, a dark story as well for the animated series. Although the animated series is pretty dark, but um, yeah, it would be pretty heavy if, if they do the, the full history of Jason Todd for animated series continuity, but we'll see. Uh, issue one came out last week, uh, so it's, it's good so far. Uh, I think uh, they mentioned other DC animated universe characters are in it. I think uh, Superman will probably show up in it as well. So um, yeah, that's exciting. Looking forward to continuing that. Uh, that's all for this week. Thank you for listening and uh, talk to you again soon.